Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about volume 6 of Kaiju number 8. James and I have just been on a recording hiatus for several weeks. It's not going to be mm-hmm. noticeable on the podcast releases, but just want to mention, like, it's been several weeks since we last recorded anything, so it's fun to be back recording. And it's because Zelda came out. A little rusty, maybe. We just wanted to, yeah, maybe, maybe we are a bit rusty, but yeah, Zelda came out, we, we wanted to play Zelda <laughs> undisturbed. True. True. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we are talking about volume six of Kaiju number eight, and are we getting, we're getting very close to where you left off on your previous read of this series, right? Oh yes, we are about three or four chapters, I think it's three, just three chapters away from where I left off. Ooh, so, okay, so, so this is the last discussion where you will be spoiled on some level, I guess then. Yeah. Awesome. And then, so... Next time we talk about Kaiju number eight, you and I will be on the exact same page. Yeah. That's very exciting. Finally, we will be caught up on uh, with that uh, on this series. Do you have anything you want to say before we dive into the characters? Yeah. So this part of the story is where I really was getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why. when I knew when I, when I ended up stopping, that's when I knew, okay, I might want to talk about this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I believe I I asked you, because I knew you were reading this, and I asked you, do you think this would be good for the podcast? Because I knew nothing about it, really. Yeah. And I believe, yeah. yeah. So, so, so this was where you were, roughly. That's where I was, and, mm-hmm. I, and I was thinking about it when, when, where, well, when you said it, it made me start thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this, <laughs> we could talk about this. I, 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 thought, it was, I thought it was that good. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, this is a kind of story that some people are either going to like or hate it because it is so action, action heavy and mm. a bit cheesy and kind of superhero-y. So if you like that kind of stuff, I think if you have an open mind, I think you really like this. But if you don't and you want something that's a little more, I don't know, sophisticated, I don't know what the right <laughs> word is. No, I see what uh, you mean. Yeah, just a little more uh, meat on it, then maybe you wouldn't like this. But I, I really do think this is an awesome popcorn, you know, action movie type uh, shonen. Right. It's going to be, it's, it's been really fun to read, and I can't wait for when it's animated. And this kind mm. of volume really emphasized that to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's like, yeah, not, not necessarily anything too unique or anything like that, totally, but right. it is just so mm-hmm. entertaining. And like, yep. like reading through these volumes go by so quickly <laughs> because they are obviously <laughs> so action heavy, as you said. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're just a lot of fun. Like the humor and the, and the action is just a blast to, to take in. Yeah. And, and this volume had uh, a lot of kind of a more characteristic or more, more uh, gosh, what I'm trying to say. There, there, there's more backstory for certain characters mm-hmm. in, in this volume, even with all the actions. So I, I think. Again, that's kind of what made me uh, really take interest in, in the story at this point. I totally see that. But yeah, then let's get into the characters. And let us start with Isao Shinomiya, the mad lad, the, I, in my opinion, MVP of this volume. I mean, what a beast. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Jeez. Well, I, I believe last time I said something along the lines of that I, I wish we would get to see more of his past with his wife. <laughs> which I was so happy that we got that in this volume, yeah. like that exact thing. Yeah. Um, so very, very pleased. 
And indeed, we also learned that kind of despite how he's acted in the past and especially how he's acted toward his daughter, mm-hmm. he always believed in her and, yeah. and, and, and in the rest of her generation or in the younger generation in general. I love that. But, but yeah, especially for her, like to, to understand mm-hmm. that. And the fact that he actually even praised her uh, at one point in this volume, and she, she was very surprised yeah. to hear it. But yep. I feel like that, or at least the way I interpret it or, or kind of imagine it, is that that may have been the first time he has ever praised her in that kind of a way since, mm-hmm. since uh, his wife passed away. Isao is definitely a believer in tough love. Yeah. I think he loves his daughter immensely. And probably also feels he he fell short. I think he even mentions that he fell short as a father. Yeah. But you know, what everything he was doing was in his mind for her benefit. And I think he even understood that maybe what I did was wrong, but I am doing this for her, trying mm. to make her stronger. And I my opinions on him have re- really changed Same. so much. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, since since the first part of the story. Yeah. Um. And it's not just because, oh, we find out that he really does love his daughter. It's also because, like I said, he acknowledges the fact that he hasn't been the, the best father. You know, he has his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. He acknowledges that. Precisely. Um, and I really like that. I love that. Yeah. And it's also kind of not only all of the acknowledgement and kind of self-reflection that comes from him, him, him in this book, but also mm-hmm. learning through the flashback that... His wife had said that she would harden her heart to Kikoru in order to train her. Mm-hmm. But then she passed away before starting the training. So I imagine that's why he took on that role instead. And mm-hmm. so kind of we have this reason as to probably why he's acting so cold with his daughter. But deep mm-hmm. down, I believe he always wanted to praise her and show her his love and, well, be her dad. And mm-hmm. it's just heartbreaking to find out all of this knowing that he is not necessarily that mean man that we've been led to think this whole time. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the, the family moments yeah. there from, from those backstories and, he, and when he acknowledges her. But uh, beyond that, when, I mean, throughout this chapter or uh, volume, it seems that he's talking about the future generation and how much faith he has in that generation. Yeah. Where before it didn't really feel like uh, I mean, I wouldn't say he hated on the generation, but it, it, it did feel that he was too hard on them, um, particularly Kafka and, and his daughter. But yeah. in reality, he, it, you know, again, tough love. He, mm-hmm. he had the utmost face, faith in them. So I, I, yeah, that was, it was really cool to see. And mm-hmm. I don't know, a little cheesy, but I like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, I, I totally, totally agree. And I think, the previous volume where we saw him kind of test Kafka and, and like, right. like basically like that was it, it, obviously it was leading in this direction, but it, we weren't really quite there. I believe I said last time that I was starting to appreciate his character more, but I hadn't yeah. like forgiven him for some of his bad actions, I guess you could say, especially toward his daughter or how he treated her. Uh-huh. But with this one, I think I am kind of there, like ready to kind of forgive him. Or kind of yeah. really kind of get behind him, uh, which feels awesome. I love this. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great uh, turnaround for this character. Yeah. For sure. And that whole fight he had, like, at the end with yeah, that... the 
Kaiju number nine, like yes. it became such an emotional battle. It really uh, did. Like as he fought, like not just like in the moment with everything happening, but also obviously as we've been talking about the flashbacks to his family and everything going on, and how he's doing it for for Kikuru and, and yes, the rest of that generation. Yes. And, and all it's ah, oh, it's it's so it's it surprised me how how much it touched me. Yeah. Yeah. And in the end, he's somehow standing over that seemingly defeated kaiju number nine. In the, I mean, the last knows? panel of the volume. Who knows with freaking kaiju number nine? Like Exactly, yeah. But yeah, it, it's yet another cliffhanger in a sense, because sure, everything, like, the climax seems to have been over, and like, it's... But, but mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I don't know. I feel like there's still reason to be kind of on, on guard, maybe. Yeah, because we don't know for certain uh, what Isao's state is, you know, I mean... Definitely, yeah. It seemed like he was on the brink of dying or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Before Kaiju Number 9 regenerated again. So, yeah. who knows? I mean, I know, but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'll who let knows. your imagination run wild. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I'll touch a little bit on this in uh, predictions later on. Yeah, sounds good. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Lovely, lovely moment for this character throughout this whole volume, really. Um, But do you have anything else on him? Worthy of being on the cover. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is a really cool cover. And it's like, I feel like all of the other cover arts have been kind of colorful in some way, if I recall. Mm-hmm. But this one's just black background, and it's—I mm-hmm. don't know—it's—it's it's kind of fitting for this character. <laughs> what a boss! Yeah. <laughs> Very well. Let's talk about Kafka Hibino. So he initially suspected that the reason why he couldn't turn into his kaiju form was because kaiju number eight was—or sorry, kaiju, what, because kaiju number nine was doing something to him. Uh, and Kikuru was also kind of like they were both kind of assuming that um, at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. But really, obviously, it turns out that it was just because of his own fear. That he, you know, he was afraid that he wouldn't be able to control the kaiju if he would take its form again. Yep. And I believe we already kind of talked about that and almost assumed that was the um, the reason when we talked about the previous mm-hmm. volume. Uh, since mm-hmm. obviously that was when the little guy inside of him took control and, <laughs> and he, yeah, he, he kind of lost control. And since then he, he definitely struggled and I, I definitely felt like there was a connection. And yeah, here he's kind of confirmed that it was, but I, I also kind of, I, 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 I guess I hadn't assumed that anyone would assume anything else necessarily, but it was nice to mm. see that Kafka didn't put it together. Cause I, th- I think it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't be able to necessarily comprehend his feelings right away about that. Yeah, that's fair. So I kind of appreciated that. I think it is one of those somewhat stereotypical shonen th- story tropes where the the MC begins to doubt himself. It's like, oh no, I must overcome this. Mm-hmm. But it was still good in the way they went about it. And it's not necessarily a bad trope. Right. The fact that he had to come to realization that he was the one that was holding himself back. Uh, I, yeah, I thought I thought it was nice uh, and a, a good moment for his character when he finally did overcome that. For sure. Did it shock you as much as it shocked me when I initially read it to see? Kai, uh, Kafka's kaiju 
just stab Kikoru through the gut. Oh yeah, against yeah. The wall. <laughs> did yes, that, did. That just like, oh my god, just like, no! And yeah, he, dude. He kind of turned, <laughs> turned the page. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. Like my heart definitely skipped real. a beat when I saw that. Because yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that definitely scared me. So glad yeah. it was just in his head. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like how the entire experience of losing control of himself was made for his own good. Like it, it turned yeah. him stronger, and he realizes that he has more potential in in this form and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which already, which basically makes an already OP character even more OP. <laughs> totally, um, yeah. But you know, I, I'm sure there'll be someone stronger, some something stronger in the future. So mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to see that we've kind of raise the stakes in that way uh, right i mean especially we we know that kaiju number nine has also been improving quite a lot True. uh so evolving uh, precisely so yeah it's uh it, it makes sense for everyone too <laughs> to grow stronger <laughs> i suppose uh but now I, I agree that was really cool it's like it's like the little kaiju or the little guy inside of him was sort of guiding his movements or well he was in control of him um but that made him understand his potential kind of or at least understand it better maybe he doesn't understand it fully yet still mm-hmm. but he he yeah he definitely understood it better so that's pretty cool yeah i i want to talk about that more in predictions we kind of All talked right. about it in previous discussion but i want to bring it back up again when we talk about that sounds good then anything else on kafka for now nope i'm good then let's talk about kikoru shinomiya she had a good volume too absolutely along with her dad for sure yeah and like yeah exactly both of theirs uh like yeah learning about both of those characters relation to to their well mother slash wife was mm-hmm. beautiful yeah just very precious moments i i love the scene where she as a young child comes home to greet her mom just <laughs> wham in her face and <laughs> yeah. but then the mom is kind of like you know uh twirling her around like grabbing her by the arms like yeah i i love that and I, I feel like you can tell that this is something that has happened before. Like this is maybe yeah. like a set, like almost like a routine for them because as she's <laughs> yeah. like swirling her around, like they're just talking like it's nothing, like it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so I good. I do too. Yeah. I, I mean, you, oh man, you can really tell like they were a great, really good family. Uh-huh. Um, but we also learned like Hikaru, she kind of, in a way, she blames herself for her mother's death since he had, she, she had promised her mom that she would mm. save her and she'd be there for her such a tough thing to blame yourself for you know i mean yeah you're there's such a young child uh you know i mean that does tend to motivate people but still there's there's mm-hmm. nothing she could have done at the time yeah right yeah. exactly there really isn't um but yeah it did it did motivate him it motivate her mm-hmm. um like we really find out that that, that whole tragedy really is the reason why she did start training to become as strong as she has become mm-hmm. maybe she had some benefit through her genes like obviously both her mom and dad are crazy good at kaiju hunting or ka- kaiju slaying so maybe she had a, an advantage kind of in that way um but obviously she has trained very hard so um mm. and, and all of that was because of this whole thing so it's interesting to or I, I, it's nice to know the exact reason because i know in the past i had some some speculations as to what like maybe it was like a bad motivational thing for her to to 
slay kaijus the way she does like coming from her dad being like and and how 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 we perceived her uh, how we perceived him up to now Mm -hmm. uh that it was kind of a bad motivator like like he was a bad motivator for her uh in everything that that she was doing but now we find out that it's something different also not necessarily a great motivator but (laughs) but still it's good to know (laughs) yeah i mean really great fight between her and kaiju number nine uh Mm. you i mean again as we've been praising constantly just the action is really entertaining um but she also had some really great one liners (laughs) uh this time for sure i will do the saving yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, no comrades will die. Will be dying on my watch. Oh yeah, that was also great. And and, and there was more uh, that I didn't write down. It was also the poses, you know, mm. like saying, "Man, Kafka, you're all you're always late" or something like that. And she's like <laughs> cocking her gun, like, oh, mm-hmm. "This is so cool," you know. Yeah. Kafka meant Kafka mentions that she is just so strong and cool, and it, it's it's true. She mm-hmm. is really one of the coolest and strongest characters i mean both her and oh gosh me it's been so long mina mina um they're both so cool and strong i mean <laughs> different personalities but uh-huh. they I, I mean it's just so awesome to see them kick butt Absolutely. oh gosh i mean i guess we already knew that but still yeah <laughs> more reinforcement for sure yeah it doesn't hurt and and yeah talking about all the action and stuff it just makes me makes me long or yearn for for the anime adaptation whenever i hope it's good whenever it's i coming. really do it was confirmed mm-hmm. right or yes 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 right right we've seen some of the character art I believe. that's yes i believe i i remember that vaguely now yeah but yeah that that's bound to be awesome next let us talk about gen narumi so yeah, we learned something very interesting about him. I thought, yeah, like, so well, so about well, obviously, yeah, about his eyes. And I remember mm-hmm. last time, or well, for the last volume, when I believe he was introduced in the last volume, right? In in, in the previous volume, I think. He oh, is that um, his introduction? Either Whatever. way, he was he was um, a pretty big focus last volume. Uh, at the yeah, at least there was that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, regardless, we didn't talk at all about his eyes, but. But they are very remarkable, or like the design is very notable of his eyes. Like mm-hmm. I definitely thought about his eyes looking interesting or you know different, <laughs> but we didn't never talked about it whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> I I just assumed because well because I just assumed it was just the, just a design choice kind of like in right. manga anime <laughs> kind of thing because sometimes yeah. characters in manga and anime have eyes that look not super normal, <laughs> right. Um, but no, it turns out that this there was actually a, a reason for the, the eyes looking the way they do. Uh, and that they were part of Kaiju number one's eyes. Mm. And allow him to predict his opponent's moves. Like, damn. I mean, how, how did they beat Kaiju number one with the future sight? That- yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine they must have had like a lot of people dying in the process. Like a bunch of sacrifices in a way, maybe. Uh and just eventually, by kind of brute forcing it, maybe they got it. Maybe. Oof. It sounds terrible, but rough. Could have been something like that. But hey, they have it. Yeah. Oldest weapon they have. Uh, yeah. I wonder when Nanami got it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, Didn't think about that. Wonder if that's something we we'll, we learn or not. But I mean, he's you got to be able to 
you got to be able to prove yourself in order to get something like that, right? Precisely. And I also, I imagine you also need to have a certain power level in order to even be mm. able to take him in or use them, right? Or at least some of the other parts work that way. Kaiju number nine, when it attacks uh, Isao, it mentions the, a, someone who's compatible with Kaiju number two. So there must be some sort of compatibility that's at play. Right. And maybe Nanami was the only one who was compatible with Kaiju number one's retina for some reason. Yeah. Whether it be he's just incredibly strong or there's some sort of... Like a chosen you know, thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wonder. Oh, I guess in his case, it's hard to say because he is. we know that he is like one of the top fighters yeah. in the defense force so it's not necessarily surprising that he would be chosen for a like such true. an important thing kind of mm-hmm. very true but yeah that, that, that was really cool to find out yep yeah i like that and actually get some kind of mention of of the first major kaiju right uh, as well right so that was awesome but uh next up i mean there's not too much left for characters but there was a, a character called Kurusu, um, the guy who was uh, helping Iso out with, like, he, he was on the computer and, like, controlling the suits in various ways. Or helping right, him right. That. Uh, mm-hmm. He was obviously a very small character, but I, I admired his loyalty and kind of his concern and his willingness to assist Iso throughout that whole endeavor. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea if we'll see him again, but uh, I hope we do. And yeah, I just thought for the for the small role that he played, I thought he was pretty awesome. Yeah, appreciate that courage to stick around because he knew he needed to be there. Yeah, he also for some reason like the way he the way he looks like the design of him, it gives me like kind of like '90s anime vibes. I think it's his haircut. Oh, really? <laughs> his haircut, I think, is like kind of gives gives me that vibe. I think maybe like. Like a '90s Studio Ghibli, or or maybe just '90s anime <laughs> in general. Um, either way, yeah, just a strange comment. <laughs> but I, I like it. I like it. It's a good thing. <laughs> but I guess that's all on him. Yeah. Then let's talk a little bit about Kaiju Number Nine. Dude does not quit. No. <laughs> no. Ever. Yeah. Supposedly not. Um, yeah, he's constantly learning and adapting from all of these account- encounters he's had with the humans. Mm-hmm. They say that he operates, operates like a virus. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was... Which I guess is kind of on point with fun- fungi, or like at least particularly the parasit- parasitic one. Because exactly, he's always been like a fungus kaiju, and now he's, mm-hmm. yeah, as he said, referred to as a virus. What other microorganisms is he going to be compared to, I wonder? <laughs> Bacteria... Hmm. I guess we'll see. Uh, no, but and like yeah, he failed to kill Kafka. Obviously, no big surprise. And I, I guess he also failed to to take a a kaiju great great kaiju power as he intended to do. But yeah. And I guess it, I I don't know if it's super clear if his intention initially was to take Kafka's kaiju or if his intention was always from the beginning to take Isao's kaiju suit power. Yeah. I guess that was, a, or to me at least, that was a little bit unclear. Yeah, the, the twist was a little unclear. Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, it was a, it was a fun twist, like a good, like oh no, yeah, oh, but for sure. It for was sure. not necessarily the best, yeah, or the clearly set up, you know. Yeah, like at, at, at least like in terms of Kaiju Number Nine's intentions about it, like right. I didn't quite know what his yeah initial thoughts were and all that, but that's fine. I'm very curious why he did. We talk about this in the previous discussion. Not sure why does he call the kaiju by number, especially when. For example, when he confronts Isao, he says, I'm going to take kaiju number two. Mm. How does he know it's kaiju number two? How is uh. he able to know that? Maybe it's just so that if for us readers, that's how we understand the, the kaiju. And so it's, it just makes it easier that way. But it, it does kind of feel that it breaks the continuity a little bit because this is what the humans or this team is. That's what they name them, not the, not the kaiju. Why mm. would the kaiju have a number for them? I mean, we know that Kaiju Number Nine has been infiltrating human society to some extent. Oh, that's Take, a good point. Taking the shapes of humans and stuff like that, and so maybe he has learned their names through that. Maybe they don't. Maybe like the kaiju's between themselves. Maybe they don't have ways to necessarily refer to each other. Maybe. Ah, uh, maybe. If that's the case, then using the human name for it is the best thing to do, I guess. But obviously, that, that's a good point. That rides on the fact that they don't have their own names for each other. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But regardless, I think it makes sense that he would at least know of the of the name. If he was somehow able to keep track of the naming and whatnot, and and for how long he'd been doing it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it could be. I think it could make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, uh, I'll just you know, is is he is he finally dead? I, <laughs> mm. It's. That's something I want to talk about in predictions. For yeah. sure. Yeah, we absolutely will. <laughs> yeah. Let's actually move into predictions then. Cool. Yeah, and, and about this whole thing that we were talking about regarding Kaiju number no. 9 and Isao Shinomiya. That's, yeah, the last panel sh- shows us that seemingly Isao won and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But obviously we know that, as you also brought, uh, or mentioned earlier, Isao was very close to defeat it seemed like and um yeah i don't know i don't know to me it almost seems too good to be true which makes me wonder if what we're seeing on that last page isn't what it looks like like i don't Uh, i I hope this isn't the case but uh uh-huh but if it's actually like keji number nine who's like taking over isao's body like we've seen him take over human bodies before uh-huh. And like he's just making it look like Iso defeated Kaiju number nine, but really Kaiju number nine is Iso now. Do you think? So are you saying that he would infiltrate them? Yeah, right. I think that yeah, that, that, that that's like my my main, I guess, suspicion as to where the story may go from here. At, at uh-huh. least because if he has taken Iso's body, um, like I like I'm sort of suspecting here then why would he do that if it wasn't in order to infiltrate? And especially someone like Iso infiltrating mm-hmm. the Defense Force using his shape gives you a lot of benefits. So I think, I think that definitely could be something that Kaiju number 9 would want. I, I wonder if you can fool Kafka and his little guy. Um, Ooh. Oh, like that's, that. that's a I, good I point. Wonder. Yeah, because he can sense kaijus. 
That's a good point. Hmm. May- but maybe that is a plot point that Kaiju Number Nine tries to tries to do, but maybe. Kafka hmm. says no or something. I don't know. But I think, <laughs> right. I do yeah. think that's interesting because like, we we can't know. We we yeah. can't know exactly from this page if Isao is triumphant or maybe Kaiju Number Nine got him. Right. Uh, I think it would be a sad but good turn for the story if if it was that Kaiju Number Nine took Kaiju Number Two away that power and then escaped, and so now you have a even. A greater, more powerful enemy out there. Mm. Uh, I, I think that could be an interesting turn uh, exactly. to the story. Yeah. Obviously, I can't talk too much because I have read the next three chapters already. Mm. So there is that. Although I, I'll be honest, I don't remember them entirely. Uh, but I, fair. I, I do, I do know points. I do remember points. So anyway, um, I'll, I'll stop there. But I, I think this discussion has been very interesting, and uh, yeah. But uh, talking about ni- number nine, you know, is he finally dead? Is he still alive? Uh, I n- number nine has been great and creepy, and you know, it, it, he's been a a fun recurring villain. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I I need more Dai Kaiju. I want I want I want something different. It was Kaiju number ten was pretty great to have. Um, yeah, he was just this yeah. big muscle guy, but still, like, I mean, it, it was a new threat. And it showed us more talking kaiju. So if there is more, let's see more. I, I kind of would be disappointed if mm. there, there's not some other leader, kaiju leader of some kind, you know? Yeah. So if kaiju number nine is still around, that's fine. But let's put him on the bench for a little bit, huh. if that's okay, is okay. my opinion. Fair, fair. I, I, I can see that. I think it would be a, yeah. I think it would be a shame if he was if he was actually defeated here, um, whether or not it's like like because I I guess I can see, I I guess in total I can see three outcomes in this current situation uh-huh. that we're at at the end of this volume, either what I said already about him having taken over Iso's body and, well Iso being, dead basically or yeah or l- literally, uh but, mm-hmm. character number nine using Iso's body, either that. Or it is exactly what it looks like. Iso killed Kaiju number nine, and Kaiju number nine side of the picture, and I, and I guess that's the one I hope for the least. Mm-hmm. Or Iso like believes that he defeated Kaiju number nine, and Kaiju number nine looks like it's dead, but it's actually like transferred itself elsewhere, and it's some still around, but it's it's gonna come back. Mm. I I feel like it's got to be one of those three things. I think I I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was I going to get to about this? <laughs> uh, what were we talking about before? I was saying how I I kind of want to see Kaiju number nine on the bench. Oh, yeah. Um, if he's if he's not dead, just so that we can see other Kaiju. Um, right. But That's right. I, I, I don't necessarily want him dead, per se, you know? Uh, I, I think there's more that he could bring as a reoccurring or as just a, a known enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since he seems to be continually evolving, uh, how how far would that go, and is that going to catch up to Kafka? Uh, yeah, so th- there's some interesting things to that if he's still alive, for sure. But yeah, I and just want to see something different. I I totally get that, and I think so. What what I was what I was gonna say is that 
I, I definitely see what you mean. I, I feel kind of similarly. Like, it would be fun with some, some new major enemies as well. Mm-hmm. That said, though, I don't think I want to bench this guy, like Kaiju number nine, entirely. <laughs> like, I think, gotcha. I think, first of all, definitely hoping he's not dead for good. Like, that's like the main thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, I think maybe, I think we could introduce other major Kaiju while still keeping Kaiju number nine around. Uh, seeing him work closely together with another kaiju. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think mm-hmm. that would be interesting, especially since we haven't necessarily seen that before. Like, because with kaiju number ten, right, he was never together. At least the way we saw it was never working together ex- completely with kaiju number nine. And we know that kaiju number nine is reporting or at least talking with someone based on that cell phone call that he made. True. So whether that is another kaiju or some human person that we <laughs> talked about in previous discussions yeah. uh either way he's working with somebody so it, it could be interesting to see that uh, yeah having him die here probably would be a shame without right? knowing that kind of stuff yeah definitely and i also think, feel like it, it would be strange to just switch out the main villain at this point for someone else uh so going to uh something that I was alluding to at the beginning of the discussion with Kafka and his little guy. I mentioned this in one of the previous discussions that I feel like the reason why his kaiju went berserk is because it felt threatened or the presence of kaiju number two and the little guy just took over. Because Mm -hmm. I think it felt threatened. It knew that it was not as strong, at least when Kafka's in control, it was, wouldn't be strong enough to handle oh, yeah. that kaiju number two. Mm-hmm. Or there's maybe some other, may, maybe it was trying to take back the, or take the power of kaiju number two, similar to how number nine was trying to take the power. That, that's also a possibility, I, I guess. Mm. But so my prediction for the future is that going forward, that urge of that little guy trying to take control when it comes in contact with either a kaiju that's more powerful than it, or maybe one of the the name the numbered kaiju uh, weapons or something, maybe that it'll have that same reaction. But instead of necessarily losing complete control, Kafka will be able to resist it, is what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Or maybe even understand it and try to utilize it to his own benefit. And maybe that will uh, skyrocket his powers even, even more. Uh, who knows? But I feel like that will play a part further on as he tries to understand the kaiju that's within him for sure i i, I like that i like that a lot yeah, because taking away the influence of the little guy completely would be not only boring probably for the story but also it would it, it may halt kafka in his in how he yeah. progresses and how he learns and and right. becomes stronger because i think maybe yeah the kai, the little guy is probably necessary for kafka to continue to improve yeah and for kafka to find a way to sort of work alongside the little guy a little bit more efficiently or so better kind of Mm -hmm. so that he can Mm -hmm. learn from him maybe be in control or like maybe have the little guy be in control while he's still somehow there a little bit more than he was before right well yeah i like that it's not necessarily new to the shonen superhero type genre, but I think it's one that works 
and especially with what has been established in the series, I, I think going along with it will, uh, well, it could be a pretty good idea. Hmm. It makes sense with what we've learned before in this in the series, and it kind of to a degree it gives me a little bit like Hulk vibes, like Hulk and Bruce Banner from Marvel Comics. Ah, I like um, that. I like that comparison. Kind of how he has this other creature being within him who can take control and just be reckless mm. and destructive mm-hmm. but maybe you can find a way to balance that potentially that would be cool yeah <laughs> and i i love those types of things like, i've always been a sucker for well shape-shifting in general but especially the type of shape-shifting where the other shape is chaotic kind of in in some sense like Mm -hmm. i've always been a sucker for like werewolves is like the most basic kind of core Ah. uh, version of this uh and like all my life i've just loved those types of things and i'm definitely enjoying it in in this in this story and i'm excited to see kind of how it's going to move on yeah me too my last little prediction thing and maybe this will be like a standing prediction until it happens <laughs> is <laughs> for <laughs> maybe you know what i'm gonna say it's for like reno and mina and and soshiro and those guys to come back into the story again <laughs> right i i am definitely ready uh even though i said that i was really kind of invested and, and e- eager to talk about the story at this point i still was missing or well i'm not as missing mina and all them as i was previously as i as i mentioned Mm. but i still want to see them and i kind of wish they were here uh but yeah i feel like this i mean depending on what happens the next few chapters it could be a trend and transition to a next another arc maybe um yeah and then maybe we can get some good mina action (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean her and reno and soshiro those three are really the the ones that I'm missing the most, uh, and right. I mean they are the most prominent out of the ones that are missing from this current part of the story. Yeah, and I think I think something I especially think will be interesting is will be to see the three of them in some sense interact with Narumi because I think well maybe especially Mina actually uh, see how she and Narumi will interact. Because they're <laughs> very different people, and I th- yeah, it just would be True. fun to, to see. It would be pretty fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that that'll be interesting. If Kafka goes back to that team, what happens with Natomi? Like, are they going to be in contact, or is he going to switch squadrons or something? I don't know. I don't know. Best case scenario, although I don't know if this is like realistic, but it would be cool to see just all of our main characters on the same team. You know, I agree. Well, they are on the same team, but like on the same specific uh, squadron, or you know. They do mention in this volume how, oh, I I see what Isao was saying. This is the greatest team, or or something. Do you remember? You remember yeah. that? Yeah, the bald agree? guy says or thinks yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he yeah. He said something how you know incredible they were, or whatever. So mm-hmm. maybe that that it will lead to them having just this OP squadron. Yeah, forming that, like a super team. Yeah. Uh huh. That they they they're not necessarily stationed one place they can go wherever the great daikaiju threat comes maybe that would be awesome yeah i hope it goes somewhere like that something like that that'd be cool that'd be cool (laughs) i think that's really all i can speculate on same here actually so i suppose that brings us to the end any closing thoughts you want to give before we end well uh up to this point i think i'd rate the series an eight 
I think I'm ah, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it that much. Nice. And eight eight for me is is great. Nine is amazing, and then ten is masterpiece. Eight is great in that I enjoy rereading it. Would want to reread it. Yeah, just great. I'm curious what your thoughts on the series so far, are, or, or or how you would rank the series up to this point. Well, I also think it's great. However, for me, <laughs> it's a different <laughs> score. <laughs> right, right, right. It's a solid seven, like a very solid yeah. seven. Like it's I, a great seven. That's fair. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I also really. No, it's totally fair. Think it's very great. Very glad we started doing this. Uh, it's 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 like it's like a simple kind of thing. Like you don't necessarily have to think too hard when you read it, but it just you right. just kind of. But you, there's just enough. Yeah, there's right. There's just enough of a question to how the world works and you know Kafka's powers and whatnot that mm-hmm. it, it's entertaining to think about. But for the most part, it's just some really fun action. Right. With a good cast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like the mystery aspect is yeah, it's fun. It's neat. And, and 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 this volume giving the depth that it gave to especially Isa Oshinomiya, yeah, I thought was brilliant, absolutely. It was. So yeah, this is this is fantastic. But with all that said, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms and subscribing to our channel Umami Manga on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume Seven. Bye bye. See you later. I gave Umami Manga five stars. <laughs>